0: Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Butts. My name is Rochelle.
1: And I'm Lynn. And today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 15, called Death Takes a Holiday. So we start out with two guys walking out of a bar. One of them says, okay, come on, you tell me why Nick that... Um, that's not what it says. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on, you tell me why kick that field goal. The other guy says, because it's called football. The first guy says, no, it's called fantasy football, and those three points screwed me. The the other guy says, seriously, Jim, you need to go to life. They laugh. Then a guy comes up and asks, hey, you guys got any change? The other dude says, sorry, pal. The guy pulls out a gun and says, how about your wallets? The two dudes say, no problem. Take it easy, all right? Behind the gun-holding dude, there's a bar employee taking the trash out to the dumpster. He sees what's going on and accidentally drops the dumpster lid.
0: Which sounds like gunfire.
1: Yeah, yeah, it makes a loud banging sound, which makes the gun dude pull the trigger. He shoots Jim in the chest. The gunman runs away. The unshot guy yells to the dumpster guy, "'Call 911 now!' Jim is unconscious, and his friend starts doing CPR. Then Jim opens his eyes. He says, "'Hey!' His friend says, "'Don't move, man.' But Jim sits up and says, "'I feel okay.' He opens up his shirt so we can see the bullet wound. His, and his friend says, you're not even bleeding. How are you even alive right now? Jim says, I don't know. And we get our opening title sequence. I just think this is the first time we see someone do CPR in Supernatural.
0: Okay, so like I was going to have this be a thought later. Okay. <laughs> but I'll talk about it right now because I don't care. Um, so would CPR potentially save somebody who's been shot in the chest? Like because at that point... And CPR is meant to like basically massage the heart and pump blood through the body mm-hmm. because the heart isn't doing it. Yeah, and so I feel like you'd just be helping them bleed out. You know, <laughs> like,
1: right? Yeah, I just you don't know. know. Like,
0: is that what is the protocol for somebody? Like, I feel like you just put pressure on it, right?
1: You'd put pressure like, on the wound. Don't yeah,
0: put CPR. Ah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think before you do CPR, you have to check and see if they're breathing. and Check for yeah. a pulse. Yeah, right. You check
0: for like you know, so you, like, put your head down by their ear, and you, like, look down their chest, so you could see if their chest is rising, you could feel their breath, and then hear it. Yeah. And then if nothing's happening, then, you know, there's a whole thing. But, yeah. Like, yeah, I just, to me, that made, like, I couldn't really pay attention that close to the scene because it just didn't make any sense to me. I see. Yeah, you know, I was
1: like, I was just like, was like, oh, finally, someone's doing CPR because we never see Salmon Dean do it.
0: We never do ever. And there's probably a couple. Of, I think we've talked about this before. There's been a couple instances already where it's like, you may or may not have been able to be helpful. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Totally. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they're probably not going to first aid classes or anything, but in their line of work, but you would I think, mean, part
1: of their motto is saving people, like. You think CPR most, would be a part of that.
0: Yeah, that's like the most basic form of like, mm. if somebody collapses, do you need to do CPR? You know. Like. Also,
1: remember in that episode where Sam kept waking up on Tuesday and all those times Dean died? I wonder if he ever did CPR in those times. I mean, episodes. he did
0: say, I think he, did he say that I've tried to save you at some point in that? I don't remember. But well, I, well, mean, I guess as soon as, as Dean dies, me.
1: he wakes up again. So yeah, maybe there true. wasn't time for CPR.
0: Probably not. Unless maybe there was, because there was, like, what, 111
1: 11 times that he died? Yeah. Like,
0: one of those times, he would have had to have, like, slowly died. Yeah. Not just, like, been smushed. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. when he ate
1: that bad taco. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not a, a fast death. That's a slow, horrible death.
0: not. But even with the taco, though, like, they started eating the taco and was like, this tastes funny. And then he woke up. So it wasn't like, yeah. uh, I, don't oh,
1: I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I thought that it was a slow death. We just didn't see it. Because that would have taken too much time. Was he
0: actually dying?
1: Yeah, I or, think so.
0: Like, I mean, obviously, there's the times that he was like flattened. <laughs> so, yeah, but like, I think so. Was it just the thought of him dying that was? Enough I don't think to so. I was. Under, to... I'm
1: under the impression that he saw every single death actually happen and then woke up.
0: No, I know he saw it, but like with the time with the taco, it like you didn't see him die.
1: We didn't. It yours. was just. But I think Sam did. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I think. So many
0: conspiracy theories i have about this show yeah (laughs) but anyways (sighs) okay so
1: (laughs) So we start out with sam and dean in a diner sam gets off the phone with bobby and dean says what's up sam says bobby found something in wyoming dean asks a job sam says maybe a small town no one died in the last week and a half dean says is that so unusual (laughs) sam says well it's how they're not dying one guy with terminal cancer strolls right out of hospice another guy gets capped by a mugger and walks away without a scratch Dean says, Captain, the ass? Sam reads from his laptop. Uh, police say Mr. Jenkins was shot in the head at, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Mr. Jenkins was shot in the heart at point blank range by a nine millimeter. Dean says, and he's not a donut. Sam says, locals are saying it's a miracle. It's got to be something nasty, right? I mean, people making deals or something. Dean says, you think Sam says, what else could it be? Dean says, with a very full mouth, I don't know. (laughs) Sam says, all right, get that to go. Come on. But Dean just sits there chewing. Sam says, what? Dean says, sure you want me going with you? Sam says, why wouldn't I? Dean says, I don't know. I don't want to be holding you back or nothing.
0: So petty.
1: It is so, so petty. I
0: can't even, like, I get it to an extent, but, like, come on, dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, try it. Uh. I think... I think it's just cuz they're brothers they can do that with each other. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could do that with my cousin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we could have that kind of like yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm sure yeah. you could do that with Raquel. Oh yeah, we do
0: that you all the time. Yeah,
1: you totally. So, so like, you can understand.
0: Excuse you. Like, okay, the, the... <laughs> one time <laughs> there is Oh, we were so you know those like little like little bags of chips that you get in the huge things at Costco for yeah. like lunches and that sort of stuff. At one point we were sharing a bag of chips. I don't know whose it was, mm-hmm. but we like fought over the last chip. <laughs> oh my like, god! Get it to Get it to me now. It's like oh, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember that, and I'm just like, yeah, there's not very many people that you could do that with unless you're like related to them or you've known them a really long yeah. time.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally right. Um, Sam says, dude, I've told you a hundred times. That was a siren talking. Not me. Can we get past this? Dean says, yeah, yeah, we're past it. So we cut to Gray Wyoming. <laughs> He's so <not> past it. <laughs> he, he is definitely not past it. We cut to Gray Bull, Wyoming um, at Jim's house. He says to Sam and Dean, now you two said you were bloggers? Sam says, yes, sir. Flooredbythelord.com. Ha, ha, ha. Oh boy. (laughs) I like that a lot. I like it too. It's 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 pretty hilarious. Yeah. Dean says, all of God's glory, fit to blog. (laughs) Sam says, Some of the people around here are saying what happened to you is a miracle. Jim says, It was, plain as day. Sam says, How can you be so sure? Jim says, How else do you explain it? The doctors can't. There's a bullet in my heart and it's pumping like a piston. Dean says, Well, how do you explain it? Jim looks into another room where his young daughter is reading. Jim says, look, honestly, I was nobody's saint. Not exactly father of the year either. But when that guy shot me and I didn't bleed a drop, I did, I just knew the Lord was giving me a second chance. I had this feeling like angels were watching over me. I wouldn't expect you guys to understand.
0: <laughs>
1: Jim says, well, we'll just have to try.
0: Get out of my ass. Yeah. <laughs> You'll know that later
1: yes yeah i not
0: spoiling anything no i wonder when when that happens
1: what season that happens in
0: i think that happens in like
1: pretty soon
0: pretty soon like five maybe six yeah Because i I remember it being like somewhat towards the beginning of the whole like angel scenario yeah yeah so probably pretty soon yeah
1: uh sam says you wouldn't have happened to have swung by a crossroads in the past week or so Jim says, no. Mm-hmm. Sam says, maybe you met someone with black eyes or red. Jim says, who would you guys say you were again? He's like, what is happening? Dean says, never mind. Thanks for your time. <laughs> so they cut to Sam walking into their motel room. Dean is doing research on a laptop. Dean says, anything? Sam says, the cancer survivor? He was clinically dead. His wife pulled the plug. Now he's, ta- taking, now he's <laughs> taking her out for their 20th anniversary. Dean says, any sign of a deal? Sam says, no. Sam says, what about you? Found anyone dying around here? Dean says, not since Cole Griffith. He dropped 10 days ago. It was the first, last death I could find. It, I don't think it said that right. <laughs> it was the last death that I could find. Sam asks, so what are you thinking? Dean says, eh, maybe it is like the people say it is. Sam says, miracles? Dean, our experience, when do miracles just happen? <laughs> Dean says, well, there's no deals. There's no skeevy faith healers. I mean, these souls ain't getting dragged into the light. Sam says, maybe because there's no one around to carry them. Grim Reapers. That's what they do, right? Schlep souls. So if death ain't in town, Dean says, then nobody's dying. So what? The local Reapers on strike? Playing the black, paying the back nine? Wow. <laughs> wow, Lyd. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Sam says, well, let's talk to somebody who might know. Dean says, well, last time I checked, Huggy Bear ain't available. Sam says, no, dude, the kid. Dean says, the kid's a doornail. Sam says, exactly. Look, if he was the last person to die around here, then maybe he's seen something. We should talk to him. Dean says, I love how matter of fact you are about that. Strange lives. So we cut to a graveyard. Sam is setting up some stuff at Cole's gravesite. Dean says, you sure this is going to work? Sam says, no, but if his spirit's around, this should smoke him out. What? Dean says, this job is jacked. That's what (laughs) Sam says. How so? Dean says, you want me to gank a monster or torch a corpse? Hey, let's light it up. Right. But this, if we fix whatever this is, people are going to start dropping. People are going to start dropping dead. Good people. Sam says, look, I don't want them to die either, Dean, but there's a natural order. Dean says, you're kidding, right? You don't see the irony in that. I mean, you and me, (laughs) we're like the poster boys of the unnatural order. All we do is ditch death. Sam says, yeah, but the normal rules don't really apply to us, do they? Dean says, we're no different than everybody else. Sam says, I'm infected with demon blood. You've been to hell. Look, I know you want to think of yourself as Joe the plumber, Dean, but you're not. <laughs> Neither am I. Now I'm thinking of Dean's plumber butt. Wait, what? <laughs> you know, plumber butt. Oh, yeah. When when someone bends over and their butt crack sticks out. No, no, I totally get, like, I thought
0: you meant, like, there was an instance in the show where he has plumber butt, oh, and no. I was like...
1: How did I, I miss that? Miss <laughs> Wait, what? No, I was just imagining it happening. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yes.
0: I'm caught up. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, oh, jeez. Hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. Just too exciting. Yeah, I know. I just inhaled at the wrong time. I was drilling and it, just, it all got it all got confusing. Um, okay, so uh, Sam says, um, you're not. Neither am I. The sooner you accept that, the better off you're going to be. Dean says, ah, Joe the plumber was a douche. (laughs) Sam says, you going to help me finish this? Someone yells at them, hey, what are you doing here? It's a man shining a flashlight on them. Sam says, just take it easy. The guy sees all the spell work, all all the spell paraphernalia on Cole's grave. He says, what the hell is this? Dean says, this is not what it looks like. The guy says, really? Because it looks like devil worship. Dean says, what? No, this is not devil worship. (laughs) This this is uh, (laughs) a... Uh, I don't have a good answer. (laughs) Sam says, Look, we're leaving. The guy says, You're not going anywhere ever again, Sam. And his eyes turn demon white. Dean says, Alistair, I thought you got deep fried, extra crispy. Alistair says, Nah, just the pediatrician I was writing. His wife's still looking for him. It's hilarious. Anyway, no time to chat. Got a hot date with death. Then he mind powers Dean into a tombstone. He's unconscious. He tries to do the same to Sam, but nothing happens. Alistair says, You're stronger, Sam. You've been solo flexing with your little slut? Sam says, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> then Sam, Which is
0: just... kind of, okay. <laughs> it's kind of funny knowing that, the, anyways, that's like the, the whole. That
1: they're boffing too? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and also in real life they're married. Well, well I yeah. they weren't at that time. No. But I
1: read somewhere that they didn't get together until after she was off the show.
0: I think I read that but somewhere. I just
1: don't believe that for some reason.
0: I mean, but was it, so here's the thing, in my mind, I prob I think of it as, like, they weren't officially together yeah. until he was off, or she was off the show, he was off the show. No, yeah. there's 15 seasons, let's go. <laughs> right. But um, I could see where they maybe wouldn't want to, like, draw attention to it until after the show, but I'm mm-hmm. sure they probably, like, hung out and, you know, yeah. maybe went on dates potentially or I just want to know
1: I want to know these things but it doesn't it seems rude to ask him at a convention yeah, something like, like that
0: did you guys start dating while she was still on the show or after yeah like I
1: just, there's no
0: purpose to that other than just being nosy <laughs> right exactly you know? yeah <clears throat>
1: um, then Sam mind powers Alistair up against a tree and before Sam can exercise him he smokes out of his meat suit so we cut to the boys motel room Dean is icing his head Sam walks in and says how you doing Dean says, I'm in pain. That's how I'm doing. I think I have a concussion. Sam says, You want some aspirin? Dean says, No thanks, Jose. No, that's what he says. (laughs) Oh my God, it hurts so much. That's not what he says. I love how that was like, Wait, no, that's not what he says. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. So matter of fact,
0: that's what he said.
1: That's not what he said. <laughs> Can you imagine him saying that? <laughs> uh, okay, he says, okay, Sam says, do you want some aspirin? Dean says, no thanks, house.
0: <laughs> what <laughs> different. Jose. It's like, no way, Jose. No thanks, house.
1: So different. <laughs> A <little> different. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Oh, that was good. Um, I'm on medication. Uh, Dean says, so demons, huh? Sam says, yeah, so much for miracles. Dean says, and what the hell happened with Alistair again? Sam says, I told you. He tried to fling me or whatever, but it didn't work, so he bailed. Dean says, well, how come he couldn't fling you? He uh, He chucked... <laughs> My handwriting is so extremely terrible here. (laughs) Um, He says, he checked you pretty good last time. Sam says, I got no idea. Dean says, Sam, do me a favor. If you're going to keep your little secrets, I can't really stop you. But just don't treat me like I'm an idiot, okay? Sam says, what? Dean, I'm not keeping secrets. Dean says, whatever. So did you go back and Q&A the dead kid? Sam says, didn't have to. Bobby called. He did some digging, and he thinks I'm right. Local reaper's gone. Not just gone, kidnapped. Dean says, by demons? Why? Sam says, listen to this. And he reads from a book. And he bloody death under the newborn sky, sweet to taste, but bitter when once devoured. Dean says, swanky. What the hell does that mean? Sam says, well, it's from a very obscure, very arcane version of Revelations. Dean says, which means what I think it means. Sam says, basically, you kill a reaper under the solstice moon tomorrow night, by the way. You got yourself a broken seal. (coughs) Dean
0: says, (laughs) sorry, I'm joking. Holy cow.
1: You want to drink of my drink? No. It's <laughs> good for you. I hate
0: ginger. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. I love ginger ale. Ginger itself is not good. And the strong tasting ginger stuff is not
1: good either. Yeah. So I am drinking ginger beer with vodka in it. And I love it. It's very stomach settling. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Steve is like, oh. <laughs> Okay, just a little background on Steve. He has now eaten a full big can of, I mean, like, not, (coughs) good grief. In like cat food cans, they have like the little ones that are like, you know, decent size. And then there's like the bigger ones that are not like, you know how dog food cans are like the really tall ones? They're still the flat ones, but they're just a lot wider. He's now eaten a full one of one of the bigger cat food cans.
1: Mm -hmm. His
0: little tummy is distended.
1: Yep.
0: Because he can't stop himself. And, yeah. So I can imagine he would like some ginger right now. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Dean says, how do you ice a reaper? You can't kill death. To which I lol. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lol. Yeah.
1: I don't want to spoil anything, but... I just find that very funny. (laughs) Sam says, I don't know. Maybe demons can. Where the hell are the angels is what I want to know. We could use their help for once. Dean says, it looks like we're going to have to take care of this one ourselves. Sam says, what are we going to do? Just swing in and save the friendly neighborhood reaper? Dean says, you got a better idea? I'm all ears. Sam says, Dean, reapers are invisible. The only people that can see them are the dead and the dying. Dean says, well, if ghosts are the only ones that can see them, then we become ghosts. Sam says, you do have a concussion. he's
0: like, really? Again? Yeah. (laughs) We've been through this.
1: (laughs) Dean says, sound crazy. I know. Sam says, it is crazy. How? Cut to Dean escorting Pamela Barnes into the motel room. She says, I can't even begin to tell you how crazy you two are. Sam says, well, Pamela, you're a sight for sore eyes. She laughs and says, oh, that's sweet, grumpy. She takes off her glasses to show her fake eyes. She says, what do you say to deaf people? (laughs) Which one of you brainiacs came up with astral projection? Dean says, yo. Pamela says, of course, Chachi. (laughs) So let's be clear. You want to rip your souls out of your bodies and take a little stroll through the spirit world? Do you have any idea how heavy duty insane that is? Dean says, maybe, but that's where the Reaper is. So Pamela says, so it's nuts. Dean says, not if you got... uh, (laughs) Dean says, not if you know what you're doing. Pamela says, you don't know what you're doing. Dean says, no, but you do. She says, yeah, I do. And guess what? I'm sick of being hauled back into your angel demons. Uh, I don't know what this is. Angel demons sock greaser crap. So greaser? Wow. Sure. <laughs> I it, don't remember I, what it was. A, <laughs> it was a reference to a show. Um, I, I was literally reading interesting facts on, like, Wiki. Oh. Uh-huh. And it's a reference to a show that I don't remember. So, anyway.
0: Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I, it didn't even sound familiar to me when they said it. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: Dean says, look, I'd love to be nicking back with a cold one watching Judge Judy, too. She says, nice. More blind jokes. Dean says, you know what I mean. We're talking the end of the world here, okay? No more tasseled leather pants. No more Ramones CDs. No more nothing. We need your help. So we cut to Sam closing the blinds and Dean lighting some candles. Pamela says, tell me something. Even if you do break into the veil and you find the reaper, how are you going to save it? Dean says, with style and class. (laughs) She says, you're going to be two walking pieces of pieces of fog who can't touch or move anything. You'll be defenseless. Hot shot. Sam says, I seem to recall a bunch of ghosts beating the crap out of us. Pamela says, yeah, they had plenty of time to practice. Dean says, well, then I guess we got to start cramming. Pamela says, wow, couple of heroes. <laughs> All right. Lie down. Close your eyes. Then she starts Latin chanting. She says, OK, guys, that's it. Showtime. Dean sits up and says, well, nothing like shooting blanks. What's plan B? But Pamela doesn't respond. Dean looks at Sam lying down on the bed. Then standing next to him is Sam's spirit. Dean looks at his own body and says, oh, I'm so feeling up Demi Moore. (laughs) Which,
0: Which, I mean, okay, it's just, yeah. (laughs) Yep. I have a thought about that later, but we'll save it for later. Okay.
1: Pamela says, all right, so I'm assuming you're somewhere over the rainbow. Remember, I have to bring you back. I'll whisper the incantation in your ear. Into Sam's ear, she whispers, "You've got a great ass."
0: Is that what she said? Yep. I missed that part.
1: Yep. <laughs> it was because of the captions. I don't think you can actually hear it, but, oh, but it yeah, shows, see, it I watched it captions. with the captions. Oh, really?
0: But I think at the time, to- oh, I'll bet you, because Steve was getting in and out of my lap like this whole episode, mm-hmm. so I'll bet you I missed it when it happened. Because- okay. Oh, Steve.
1: <laughs> Sam laughs and Dean says, "What'd she say?" Sam shrugs. So we cut to Sam and Dean walking down the street. A woman jogs right through Sam. Dean says, that was wild. Dean puts his arm through Sam's chest. Sam does not look amused. <laughs> Dean says, am I making you uncomfortable? Sam says, get out of me.
0: <laughs> to which I lolled. Yeah, hold on, I got a it lot. right.
1: Okay. Uh, er, er, er. Dean says, you are such a prude. Come on. So we cut to a while later. Sam says, okay, man, we've been spooking this town for hours. Dean says, no demons, no black smoke. I say we... wonder what that says. (laughs) I say we hit Victoria's Secret and get our peep on, huh? Okay. Not okay. No. Sam says, hey, three o'clock, kid in the window. Am I crazy or is he looking at us? Dean says, it's because we've seen him before. Newspaper, Cole Griffith, the last person to die in this town. So we cut to inside Cole's house. His mom named Mara walks into a room and says, Cole, it's mom. Your dad thinks I'm crazy. Are you here? A picture frame falls over. Or no, a picture frame fell over, and I could have sworn it was you, baby. Are you still here with me? A soccer ball on the dresser starts spinning. Then it flies past her head and into a door behind her. She leaves the room, walking through Sam and Dean, who are entering. Cole keeps throwing balls at the boys. Dean yells, stop. How are you doing that? (sighs) Cole says, who are you? Sam says, relax, Cole. It's okay. Cole says, how do you know my name? Sam says, look, this isn't going to be easy to hear, but you're dead. You're a spirit. Us, too. Cole says, yeah, thanks, Haley Joel. I know I'm dead. He's what do you want? He's so smarty. I know. I like this kid a lot.
0: He's just like,
1: okay. Sam says, we just want to talk. Cole says, about what? So we cut to Mara, pouring herself some wine. Cole and Sam and Dean are watching her. Cole says, I was outside all morning. They tell you to be careful when it's cold. Dean says, cold air can cause, on, c- can cause an asthma attack. Cole nods and says, but then I was in my room. It happened so fast. I called out for my mom, but nothing came out. Everything started spinning, and then I was just standing there looking down at my body. Sam asks, and that's when you saw the man? Cole says, creepy old guy in a black suit. He wanted me to go with him, but I didn't want to go. Sam says, Reaper, how'd you get rid of him? Cole says, I didn't. The black smoke did. It was everywhere. I hid in the closet, and when I came out, it was gone, and so was he. Dean says, do you know where the black smoke went? Cole said, no, but I know where it is. Then the lights start to flicker. Cole says, they're back. Dean says, who? But Cole flickers away. A strong wind blows through the house, and we see a white reaper go up the stairs. Sam says, another reaper. Dean says, hey, hey, wait, we need to talk to you. Then Tessa, the reaper, walks down the stairs. Do you remember Tessa? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. She was from the episode In My Time of Dying. Yeah, it was when, uh, after the car accident. Yeah. And Dean was. Yeah, Okay. Er, tessa the reaper walks down the stairs she says dean dean says do i know you tessa says we go way back you just don't remember me dean says honestly if i had a nickel for every time i heard a girl say that you're gonna have to freshen my memory tessa kisses him and we see flashes from the episode of in my time of dying dean says tessa she says that's one of my names yeah sam says so you do know her dean says from the hospital after the accident Sam says, the accident went down. So this is the reaper that came after you? Dean says, yeah. Tessa says, well, this is fun. Now, if you'll excuse me. Dean says, wait, you can't take the kid. Tessa says, why? Dean says, demons are in town. That's why. They've already snatched your reaper, pal. The kid knows where. Tessa says, so? Uh, Sam says, I don't care. Yeah. Sam says, so you should shag ass. For all we know, they could try and snatch you, too. Tessa says, except this town is off the rails, and someone has to set it straight. Dean says, yeah, we understand that, but these are special circumstances. Tessa says, what, your whole angel-demon dance-off? I could care less. I just want to do my job. Sam says, right, yeah, look, we want to help you do your job, so if you would just bail town. Tessa says, no. Dean says, well, then, could you hold off until we fix this? Please. Tessa says, all right, but just so we're clear, when I start reaping again, I'm starting with the kid. Dean looks disappointed, but Sam says, understood, I'll find him. Dean says, wait, what are you going to say to him? Sam says, whatever I have to. Sam goes into Cole's room and finds him in the closet. Sam says, this all must be pretty overwhelming, huh? Pretty scary, too. Cole says, the worst is my mom. Sam says, it must be hard seeing her like this. Cole says, she's always coming in here and talking to me, telling me how sad she is. I knock some stuff over to let her know I'm here, but she only gets sadder. Sam says, well, you might want to ease up on the flying soccer balls. <laughs> Cole says, I'm not telling you where the smoke is. Sam says, hey, what if I told you that if you helped me, you wouldn't have to leave here ever? Cole says, what about the one downstairs? Sam says, Tessa? Oh, she wouldn't bother you. No Reaper would. You could just stay here with your family for as long as you wanted. Cole asks, you can do that? Sam says, yeah, you bet I can do that. Cole says, you swear? Sam says, I swear. So we cut downstairs with Dean. Tessa says, I'll tell you, life is funny. Dean says, what do you mean? She says, you and me, together again. Dean says, are you making a move on me? (laughs) She says, you're the one that got away, Dean. You'd be surprised how little that happens to me. Dean says, can I tell you something between you and me? Tessa says, who am I going to tell? Dean says, after our little experience, for that whole year, I felt like I had this hole in my gut. Like I was missing something. I don't know what. Do you know what it was? It was you. The pain of losing my father and Sammy. I just wish I had gone with you for good. I got to take a drink real quick. Sorry. Oh, it's all so good.
0: I think it was kind of interesting how he worded it. Like she was the piece missing from his life, which is not. I don't know. T- that train is loud. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> it's not like.
1: Uh, well, he know, says it's... what he says here. Um, he says the pain of losing my father and Sammy. I just wish I would have gone with you for good. Yeah. So.
0: But, like, why would he, f- I mean, I guess the, to me, it sounded like he was saying that she is the piece that was missing from his life. That's Not how he Not that his it. brother and his dad were. Yeah. Because he worded it in a way that, like, made it sound like her, even though he was saying that it was his, his dad brother and Sam. his dad. Yeah. So I was just like,
1: wait, what? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That was interesting. It was strangely romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says, but I guess things are different now. Tessa says, what? The angels on your shoulder? Dean says, so you know about that, huh? Well, hey, don't get me wrong. I mean, most of the ones I met are dicks with wings. <laughs> but still, you know, I've done things. Horrible things. And someone upstairs still decided to give me a second chance. It just makes me feel, I don't know. She says, uh-huh. <laughs> it
0: this, makes me feel things. Yeah,
1: I feel things. <laughs> But then uh, Sam and Cole join them. Tessa says, hey, Cole, I'm Tessa. I'm not going to hurt you. Sam says, it's okay, Cole. Just tell them what you told me. Cole says, I saw the black smoke at my funeral. Dean says, at the cemetery? Cole shakes his head and says, at the funeral home. It was everywhere. Then the lights start to flicker. Dean asks Tessa, are you doing that? She says no. Then the front door busts open and a bunch of black smoke comes inside. It swirls all around them, and when it goes away, Tessa is gone.
0: Okay. <clears throat> So, I feel like his mom is strangely calm for all of this happening. So, clearly, like, the black smoke is not...
1: Just in the spirit world.
0: It, well, it's not in the real world. It's just Oh, because in his mom his is calm. Because yeah. his mom has no idea that any of this is happening, right? Her door just, like, busts open. There's black smoke everywhere. Like, yeah. Clearly, that's not happening in real life. Yeah, well, you're well, right.
1: No. You're totally right. But, so, um... Anyways. That's okay. Dean says, how the hell are we supposed to fight that? Sam says, I don't know. Learn some ghost moves? Mm -hmm. Dean says, by tonight? Yeah, sure. I'll meet you back at Mr. Miyagi's. Cole says, who's Mr. Miyagi? And we cut to Cole's front porch. Dean's trying to move a windmill with his spirit power, but nothing is happening. Cole says, it's not going to move if you don't concentrate. Dean says, I am concentrating. The windmill moves for like two seconds, and Dean says, ah, there we go, baby. (laughs) Cole says you call yeah cole says you pull a muscle dean says all right yoda let's see what you got cole makes the windmill turn the chair swing rock and the wind chimes ring dean says dude you are so amityville (laughs) cole says this isn't even the good stuff so we cut to cole punching sam in the stomach (laughs) he says see if you want to hit somebody you just got to get mad now you try hit me dean says uh i think i'll stick to just picking on someone my own size Cole backhands Dean in the face. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah, Sam laughs to Sam. Um, Sam laughs. To Sam, Cole says, hit me as hard as you can. Sam says, dude, I am not going to do a fight club with a 12-year-old. So Cole punches him in the face. (laughs) Sam says, all right, cut it out. Cole says, make me. He tries to hit Sam, but Sam blocks it with his arm. He swings at Cole, but Cole disappears. Then he reappears in a different spot. Dean says, whoa, you got to teach us that. So we cut to outside a building in town. The outside is covered in illuminated symbols. Dean says to Sam, this looks like New Jack City. Can nobody see this? Sam says, maybe it's demon invisible ink. Only see it in the veil. Dean asks, any idea what it's for? Sam says, we'll find out. So they go inside and find the two reapers on the floor unconscious inside a symbol. One is Tessa and another is an old dude. There's a man in the room with his back to the boys. Dean says, Dude, check me out. And then his spirit flickers away. He reappears next to the dude and taps him on the shoulder and then punches him in the face. <laughs> then Sam does the same thing and they start kicking the dude's ass. Dean says, You know, this ghost thing, it's kind of rad. Then another man runs into the room with a chain and surrounds the boys with it. Sam says, It's iron. The dude who handles the chain hands the dude who handles the chain's hands are smoking. Then another man walks into the room. He says, Boys, find the place okay. His eyes go demon white. A minion hands the demon a shotgun, and he fires it at Dean, who disappears. He says, Ruxalt's not so much fun anymore, is it? Dean reappears and says, Alistair, you bastard. Alistair says to Sam, well, go on. Why don't you try some of your mojo on me now, hotshot? It's hard to get it up when you're not wearing your meat, huh? Oh, jeez. Hey. (laughs) I mean... mean,
0: That's true, I guess. wrong, but...
1: (laughs) Sam says, go to hell. (laughs) Alistair says, ah, if only I could. But they just keep sending me back up to this Arctic crap hole. Dean asks, to kill death? Alistair says, no, to kill death twice. It takes two to break a seal. I figured another one would show up, though. They're like lemmings. Then Alistair salt, shoots Sam, who disappears. Alistair says, by the way, it's good to see you again, Dean. Dean says, you can shoot us all you want, but you can't kill us. Alistair says. Is that so? So we cut to Pamela watching over the boys' bodies. She hears a creaking sound and goes over to the door and locks it. Okay, why wasn't it already locked?
0: Because, okay, this whole idea of the boys... Or this whole idea that the boys had to begin with, like... It's kind of half thought out anyways, so it didn't really surprise me <laughs> that they didn't even think to lock the door. You I know, they're just kind of like, this is ri- what we're doing. I just
1: find that totally ridiculous.
0: I mean, it is it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I'm sure they lock the doors and stuff all the time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I don't know. I think they think partially that they're kind of invincible, you know? Right. <laughs> so there's that, too. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was just... I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense why they, because I feel like most of the time they probably do lock the door.
1: Right. It just seems like the right thing to do. So then we see that the window is open. Okay. Why was the window open? I think it's just
0: trying to show how, like, little this plane was thought through. It's like all these stupid details that they're just trying to be like, yeah, this was not something that they, you know. Yeah.
1: So we cut back (laughs) to Alistair. He's got a gnarly looking blade. He says, anywho, Moon's in the right spot. The board is set. Let's get started, shall we? Dean says, you're going to kill a reaper with that? It's a little on the nose, don't you think? Alistair says, is it? An old friend lent it to me. You know, he doesn't really ride a pale horse, but he does have three amigas, And they're just jonesing for the apocalypse. So what is, So he's talking about death as the horseman and who else? It's famine.
0: Death, famine, pestilence, and... Um... Oh, what
1: was the other war. one? War. In war, yeah. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, pays to have friends in low places, don't you think? Alistair wakes up the Man Reaper and starts chanting. Then he cuts the Reaper's throat. Then he grabs Tessa, who wakes up. Tessa says, no, stop. But Alistair starts chanting again. We cut back to Pamela, who is closing the window. She says, I know you're here. What's the matter, you reeking son of a bitch? You afraid of a skirt? <laughs> she runs over to sam's body and says vis 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 and then and the demon in the room attacks her we cut back to alistair still chanting sam and dean manage to make the chandelier above the reaper trap fall and break the symbol tessa flickers away and then reappears she moves the iron chain so it's not trapping the boys tessa and sam and dean go sap out of there uh they reappear or tessa and dean reappear outside tessa says where's your brother Jane says, I'll go find him. You get out of here. So we cut back to Pamela, still fighting the demon. He stabs her in the gut just as Sam wakes up. Sam slams the demon against a wall with his mind power. And then Sam makes him barf out his demon smoke. <laughs> <laughs> the meat suit collapses. <laughs> I just really love it. <laughs> where just they like, just, like, Whoa. throw it up.
0: Yeah. I think it's an interesting effect where it's, like... Because... You know, throwing up is not pleasant.
1: Right. Yeah, and it looks like they're not having a good time with it. No. Yeah.
0: It's kind of... I, I like how that's the thing that they chose to do with them. Like, mm-hmm. in some... It, well, later, it's more of, like, the head throw back, and the smoke just kind of, like, comes out of them. Yeah. But, like, I like how in these... In this season...
1: I think it's just like Sam's it's, power makes him barf it out. I think yeah, that's why it's the barfing. Yeah, because
0: it's, like, they're trying to hold on and he's forcing it out where, yeah. like... And other well, I guess there is in in this season and stuff too, where they like, um, if they're going, if they're getting out of the meat suit on purpose, then they will just kind of smoke out. But yeah. if they're being forced out, then it's like not a fun. Yeah, it's know. a barfing experience. Yeah, it's a barfing experience.
1: Okay, so the meat suit collapses. Pamela laughs, and Sam says, "What's so funny?" Pamela says, I can't die. Not in this town. <laughs> Quit your worrying, grumpy. And how about you make me a drink, huh? Sam says, you need a doctor. She says, make me a drink, Sam. So we cut to Dean walking down the street looking for Sam. Suddenly, Alistair's there. He says, you can't run, Dean. Not from me. I'm inside that angsty little noggin of yours. Then it's like lightning from above comes down on Alistair and makes him disappear. Dean says, what the hell? Castile says, Guess again. <laughs> is so dramatic. He is so dramatic. I freaking love it. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Dean says, what just happened? Castiel says, you and Sam just saved a seal. We captured Alistair. Dean, this is a victory. Dean says, well, no thanks to you. Cass says, what makes you say that? Dean says, you were here the whole time. Cass says, enough of it. Dean says, well, thanks for the help with the rock salt. Cass says, that script on that funeral home, we couldn't penetrate it. And then I giggled because Cass said penetrate. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. just couldn't help it. I'm sorry, <laughs> I am a child. So Dean says that was angel proofing. Cass says, "Why do you think I, recu- I recruited you and Sam in the first place?" Dean says, "You recruited us."
0: Like, hold on, what's happening? <laughs> Cass says,
1: "That wasn't your friend Bobby who called Dean. It wasn't Bobby who told Sam about the seal." Dean says, "That was you. If you wanted our help, why the hell didn't you just ask?" Cass says, because whatever I ask, you seem to do the exact opposite. I mean, that's fair. (laughs) That is fair. Dean says, so what now, huh? The people in this town, they're just going to start dying again? Cass says, yes. Dean says, these are good people. What, you think you can make a few exceptions? Cass says, to everything there is a season. Dean says, you made an exception for me. Cass says, you're different. Then Cass teleports away, and suddenly Tessa is there. She says, I could use your help. So we cut to Cole's mom looking through her baby book while Cole watches her. Tessa and Dean show up, and Tessa says, hey, Cole. Cole says to Dean, tell your brother thanks for nothing. (laughs) Tessa says, look at her, Cole. You see how unhappy she is? Cole says, that's why I want to stay with her. Tessa says, as long as she can feel you, she'll be in pain because she can't let go because you won't let go of her. Cole says, why won't anyone tell me what's on the other side? Tessa says, maybe no one wants to ruin the surprise. Cole says, that's not an answer. (laughs) Dean says, she won't answer you, Cole. Reapers never do. But trust me, staying here is a whole lot worse than anything over there. Cole asks, why? Dean says, because one day your family will be gone and there will be nothing left for you here. It's okay to be scared. Cole says, I'm not scared. Dean says, we're all scared. That's the big secret. We're all scared. Cole asks, are you coming? Dean says, "Oh, I'm sure I'll be there sooner than you think." Ugh. Cole looks at his mom who is crying. Then he walks over to Tessa who hugs him. There's a bright light and he disappears into her. Cole's mom looks relieved. Dean says to Tessa, "Look out for that boy." She says, "Look out for yourself, Dean." He says, "What do you mean?" She says, "I've been around death from the get-go. You know what I see most? Lies. He's in a better place. At least they're together now. You all lie to yourselves, Dean, cuz like you said, deep down, you're all scared." Stop lying to yourself, Dean. The angels have something good in store for you? A second chance? Really? Because I'm pretty sure, deep down, you know something nasty is coming down the road. Trust your instincts, Dean. There's no such thing as miracles. Dean asks, what are you saying? But Tessa disappears.
0: She's so unhelpful. Like, I'm going to give you just enough to make your brain spin out, but not enough to actually give any answers. (laughs)
1: Totally true. (laughs) so we cut to pamela chanting in dean's ear sam helps her onto a bed and says hey we're just gonna talk to tessa that's all get her to hold off reaping until you get better pamela says i'm pretty sure she started up again and we see that she's bleeding heavily from her stab wound then dean finally wakes up he sees all the blood on pamela and asks what happened sam says dean where's tessa but dean doesn't answer sam says pamela i'm so sorry pamela says stop sam says you don't deserve this she says, yeah, I don't. I told you, I didn't want anything to do with this. Do me a favor. Tell that bastard, Bobby Singer, to go to hell forever introducing me to you two in the first place. I mean... That's some bullshit. I don't like it. I don't like it.
0: I mean, okay. It's fair. However...
1: No, she could have said no.
0: Way- she could have said no, yes. And she's being way too dramatic about I mean if she's dying but she's being like way too dramatic about her like having to help them when it was her choice.
1: Exactly. It was her choice. You know, so that that really pissed me off that she's guilting them so heavily.
0: I mean I get it because ever since she met them, that's what her life has become, you mm-hmm. know. But also like you know you just gotta that's what your life is now and you gotta move on with it and if you don't want to have anything to do with him then don't don't keep coming back if right. you're that against it you know like yeah eh, mm. yeah it
1: irritated me mm-hmm.
0: um
1: i do realize she's dying i'm not trying to be insensitive no but, but i don't appreciate the but guilt this was she's before feeling she
0: was stabbed you know like, right. it was like the whole episode it's yeah. like i don't want to be here i don't know why i'm here and it's like You could have not gone. Yeah. Yeah, You didn't have
1: to be there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So she starts to cough and Dean says, take it easy, Pamela. If it's any consolation, you're going to a better place. Pamela says, you're lying. But what the hell, right? Everybody's got to go sometime. She motions to Sam and says, come here. She whispers in his ear. I know what you did to that demon, Sam. I can feel it. What's inside of you. If you think you have good intentions, think again. And then she dies. Dean yells her name a few times. Then he asks Sam, what does she say to you? And credits. Um, right after the credits, the screen says, we dedicate this, the entire season to Kim Manners. We miss you, Kim. And Kim was nice Manners... It was a director. Yeah, I was
0: going to say. It was yeah. a director or producer or something.
1: I think he was a director, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, do we know what happened? Uh, I him? think
1: in the interesting facts, it says. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so, before we get to that, um, my thoughts are not very many, but... <laughs> um, I just thought it was great when they were trying to like not hit the 12-year-old boy oh, and like yeah. how perturbed they were about the whole situation of like this kid is beating me up and I can't do anything about yeah, it. You know? I really liked it. But yeah, I thought
1: that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was kind of
0: fun. But um okay, so my thought about the whole like feeling up demi moore thing. Oh yeah. So I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> how Dean's, like, this, what, like, the episode where the kid was in the locker room and he, like, wished to be invisible or whatever mm-hmm. so he could, like, go and spy on girls in the locker room. And he's, like, so perturbed by that. And he's, like, oh,
1: this kid's gross and blah, 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 mm-hmm.
0: And then it's, like, the first thing that he does okay, is he's invisible. Okay, feeling
1: up Debbie Morris from the movie Ghost. So.
0: Well, but still, you yeah, know, like.
1: Because she has, like, an, an intimate moment with uh, a ghost-possessed Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. So the ghost possesses Whoopi. Yeah. But
0: he's still like, you know, the first thing I do when I become invisible so people can't see me is I'm going to go do what I said that the kid was disgusting for doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah, That's totally true. Totally, totally true. (laughs)
0: What? But, But
1: we know that Dean probably wouldn't do it. Don't we?
0: I don't. (laughs) You seem... uh, You're a lot more confident in him than I am. I feel like he would do it, given the opportunity.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't um, know. I don't know. I do not know. (laughs) But
0: also, so... What I'm... Another thing that they never, like, talk about. So, the people that were originally going to die in, like, the beginning of the episode were, like, the guy that got shot and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like... Did they die then at yeah. the end? hmm Or, because, like... Yep. I don't know. It I just thought it was interesting because they were all, like... I mean, obviously, the bullet's still in his heart, so I would assume that he would die. The guy that had cancer, like, did he get cured of his cancer? No. Or did he no, just... No, it just he stopped just,
1: killing him. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: true. Yeah, they all died. I don't know. So, anyways. Dropping like flies. It's not, but, oh, okay, last thought. I really like the actor who plays Alistair. Like. Oh, yeah. I don't, well, I shouldn't say I really like him. I think he plays a really good, like, bad guy. Oh, yeah, he's pretty amazing. You know, and, like, the way that he talks. And yeah. He's just, you know, and it's just He's been like, in a Ooh. lot of things. But yeah. so one
1: thing that he really, um, um, what role he really excelled in was in the show called Sanctuary. He plays Jack the Ripper. Oh, I don't, I, mean, um, I don't think I've. He it's an really old show. Kind of yeah, that, yeah, it's an old show. I think it used to be on the Sci-Fi Channel. But mm-hmm. he plays Jack the Ripper in a way that you are rooting for his romantic interest. He just huh. He's so complex, yeah. and he can emote so much with his facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. Amazing actor.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I do like him a lot. I, I've never seen him in anything else, but mm-hmm. he does play a, a good bad guy in this. So. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, he plays complicated very well.
0: Yeah. What was your favorite moment from this one?
1: My favorite moment was when Sam and Dean are strolling around in the <laughs> veil vale, and Dean puts his hand through Sam and Sam is like, and, or and Dean is like, am I making you uncomfortable? And Sam is like, get out of me. <laughs> I just thought that was great. That was also
0: my favorite moment. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, get out of me, dude. Yeah. No. So good. But, yeah. It's, it kind of reminds me of the get out of my ass thing. Yeah, it does. But... In a different way, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so the interesting facts for this episode, um, there's only two. The first one is the entire season is dedicated to the memory of Kim Manners, um, who passed away January twenty fifth, two thousand nine, from lung cancer. Oh, okay. So that's what I thought. It was like cancer or something like that. I thought like it was that, too, but yeah. I didn't remember. Um, And then the second one, the episode title comes from a 1934 movie, Death Takes a Holiday, in which death takes on human form and falls in love.
1: Oh, I haven't heard of that one.
0: I mean, 1934, so would that be black and white still? I think so. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. So I think, wasn't The Wizard of Oz the first movie to have Mm -hmm. color, right? Yeah. So, when did that come out? Well, that was, I feel like I've been told this many times and I should know, but I don't.
1: I have no idea. <laughs> None.
0: I have no idea. Um, but our, so our research from this week is um, on astral projection. I almost said that a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's on, it's from Gaia.com. Um, And it says, call it what you like, dream body, astral body, energy body, Buddhist light body. I've never heard that one. Taoist diamond body. Also never heard that one. Egyptian ka, tantric subtle body, Hindu body of bliss, and in Christianity, the experience of different heavens. I.e., I know a man who was caught up in the third heaven, whether it was in our out of body, I do not know from Corinthians. Okay. Uh, Anyways. Um, It says the subtle body is a universal human experience and apparently part of our standard human design like toenails and kidneys. Okay. (laughs) Kind of strange. Um, It says it is the subtle body that projects astrally and is active during unconscious and lucid dreaming. Astral projection and dreaming often go hand in hand as out-of-body experiences or OBEs. Mm -hmm. Um, The subtle body, when cultivated, can survive the physical body as a matrix... For consciousness um, and astral projection and lucid dreaming are part of spiritual training paths for subtle body cultivation. Uh, neophy- neophytes confuse the subtle body with the soul or spirit to additional aspects of multidimensional humans. Okay. This is like... A lot. (laughs) Um, So it says the OBE or out-of-body experience um, can be intentional or involuntary as with near-death events when people report finding themselves floating near the ceiling of their hospital rooms, perhaps observing medical staff attempting to revive them. Um, Trauma, illness, or water and food deprivation as well, or as with Native American vision quests, can trigger OBEs. Um, Lucid dream states are opportunities for intentional OBEs. Um, for, this, for the purpose of this article, OBEs may be spontaneous and astral projection a conscious choice, although some would argue otherwise. Okay. So it says, essentially the OBE begins with an experience of leaving the body and consciously observing it from a detached perspective. Um, with practice and lucidity, awareness can be directed to locations or activities like flight. Um, if you've had flying dreams, literal flying, no 747 required, or being <laughs> in the sky, you've had OBEs. Um, Some say that we have regular OBEs during sleep, often hovering a few inches over our physical bodies. Hmm. It says, neuroscientists are puzzled. While the experience is no longer dismissed out of hand by medical professionals, science holds the view that OBEs involve neurological or brain dysfunction. Um, After his own experience, Dr. Raymond Moody um, became interested in near-death OBEs and for decades interviewed hundreds of experiencers and collected data defining common qualities of OBEs. Um, Moody identified nine common elements of a near-death OBE, some experiencing all, some only two or three. Um, So it says, The tantrics mastered lucid OBE and dream states to overcome the fear of death by learning that we are not our bodies, quote-unquote. They also discovered uh, that the physical body can experience deep healing during OBEs. The mind can be tough on the body. And rather than losing time to practice meditation during sleep, yogis continued working through the night while the body rested. That seems like not restful, though, because if you're sitting there, like, and you're awake or aware while you're sleeping you're not truly resting i would think right yeah you're right or maybe it's because they're so like not rested that they get better and better at it because they're lacking more and more sleep yeah (laughs) uh it says some athletes athletes (laughs) some athletes learn lucid dreaming to practice and visualize their game Um, By working in a dream or out of body, not only do they visualize, they have a felt sense of their practice and can actually acquire the muscle memory for winning habits. Um, Others benefit from the opportunity to explore past lives as well as accelerated personal development. Um, So it says there are dozens of methods to learn conscious OBE and astral projection. There are two approaches. One is to keep the mind awake while the body falls asleep. Uh, it's tricky. The mind wants to do what the body is doing. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> your body's asleep. Like, ugh. Uh, the goal is to take the body into deeper and deeper states of relaxation without drifting into unconsciousness. Um, yoga nidra. I don't know if I said that right. Is one method. Um, once the body enters sleep state, practitioners simply roll out of their physical form. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, ancient yogis would tie two frogs together before sleep. What? Once tied, the frogs would continuously croak. A yogi. Poor frogs? Fuck. <laughs> like, what? I mean, obviously, it's probably not hurting them. They're just keeping them talking. I don't, I don't know. know. Tying them irritating together. Them I'm for sure sure, though. Yeah, I'm
1: sure they're trying to get away.
0: Yeah. Um, it says a yogi would use the sound to anchor awareness as the body drifted to sleep and either leave the body or into lucid dream states if, during a dream, the yogi could no longer hear the frogs. Um, He or she knew lucidity had been lost and could wake again within the dream, Hmm. which is interesting. Um, And then it kind of goes into the different um, ways that you can... Do the astral projection? Oh, okay. But it's basically the same thing. as kind of like the lucid dreaming, which we which we did before. Yeah, we did. It's like you know, stay calm, focus on this, do this, or you know, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but that is it. I've I've learned that astral projection and lucid dreaming are pretty much the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one is more of like an out of body experience, and the other one is like you're just more
1: aware. Yeah, lucid dreaming is where you are aware in your dream. Yeah. And you can control it. Mm-hmm. Astral projection is where you physically well not physically, but yeah. you actually leave your body. Yeah. So you're yeah. not dreaming. Yeah. Your your spirit is not in your body. Yeah.
0: But they're very similar. They they are very similar in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. It, and they you get to do And I think, and I think them one can lead to another yeah. and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like they kind of like interchange a bit. Mm-hmm. Um And then, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. But, anyways. Well, what was your idjit or
1: Asput moment?
0: (laughs) So, my, (laughs) I'm going to say it was an idjit and an Asput moment. It wasn't my moment. It was Steve's moment. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, the other morning, it was like two mornings ago, this little punk woke me up by chewing on my feet. Because Oh, my God,
1: Steve. If you do that to me tonight, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> do not chew on it my feet. It doesn't
0: hurt, but it definitely woke me up because I've got, like, three blankets on my bed. So yeah. it, it wasn't like... But it pinched a little, you know. Mm-hmm. And my bad. I moved, you know. Like, yeah. I was moving my feet under the covers, and he was just like, this is too much. I can't stand it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I'm... Like, he woke me up to chewing on my feet, basically. And then, so it went from there to him chasing his own tail again, which he does a lot lately. I don't know what it is, but he's just so enamored with his own tail. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, I I kind of wonder if he's not younger than the vet thinks he is. The vet thinks he's five. Okay. But he still does a lot of, like, y type stuff where he just, like, goes crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dude, what? Yeah, you know? <laughs> Yeah. But... Anyways, so he's, like, spinning around on the bed and freaking out and chasing his tail and grabbing it and rolling over and doing all this sort of stuff. And he's just, like, having a heyday. And then he start he gets up and he starts spinning around and spins off the edge of the bed. <laughs> oh, <that's funny.
1: laughs> but not
0: all the way off the edge of the bed. And he legitimately had, like, a Mufasa moment.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, he's sitting
0: there and he grabbed with his with his Uh, front paws the comforter and was like slowly sliding down because I didn't have a hold of the comforter and so he's like slowly sliding off the edge of the bed and his eyes were huge and he's looking at me like help me brother (laughs) that's so funny and then he just kind of like he slowly slid and then just let go and dropped, you know? Yeah. I was like I was like,
1: ooh, mufasa. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Okay.
0: But it was kind of funny. So he was a little bit of an idiot because he'd like spun himself right off the bed. But also he was an ass butt because he woke me up chewing on me and that yeah. wasn't very fun. I'm
1: gonna be super pissed if that so, happens. So don't do it, Steve. If
0: he does it though, just like shoo him off. You yeah. know, like if you just you can kinda like push him off and he'll quit, he might attack you yeah. again. But it it really doesn't hurt. Like right. you just can tell he's like Pouncing on your feet, and there's like you know, like there's pressure, but it's not like you can't even feel his teeth, so yeah,
1: okay, <laughs> it
0: doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> but anyway, so what was your aspect moment?
1: Okay, well, we keep um, most of our medicine that's downstairs in this little box on top of the refrigerator. Um, we have our upstairs medicine boxes mm-hmm. too, but um, our downstairs one, so you know, the refrigerator is freaking high up there. And this box makes it, it's hard to grab for me, so I have to, like, kind of reach it from the top and, mm-hmm. and like, lift it up over, like, the front lip of the refrigerator door and, like, mm-hmm. pull it down. Yeah. And the other day, I went to pick it back up off the counter to put it on top of the fridge, mm-hmm. and it slipped out of my hands and crashed to the floor. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, pills everywhere. Ugh. And Killian looked so so shocked. <laughs> like, His what? eyes were huge, and he was just like, "Uh," and I was like, "Do not come in here." <laughs> so I cleaned it all up. I had broken one of the vitamin bottle caps open, which is what all the pills on the floor were. So thankfully, it was just that, and it yeah. wasn't something like if it was incredibly he, dangerous. Yeah. yeah,
0: something he did happen to get it wouldn't probably be the end of the world. Yeah.
1: So I just felt so fucking stupid. Like, how do you just drop a box full of pills? I mean, it's a heavy box, sure. But I think that...
0: Oh, I mean, that happens to people all the time. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, you know, and I think, too, like, one of the medications I'm on is making my hands not as strong. Like, they're weaker than I think they are. Oh, yeah. So I think maybe that's what happens. So then, the other day... I did it again. <laughs> I did the same exact thing and Killian looked, well, Killian goes, oh, again? <laughs> just like, oh. And I said, go get your father because Eric was sleeping still. It was like the morning time and, uh-huh. and Killian dragged him downstairs to clean up all the pills for me and I was just like, I won't do it. I can't do this anymore. Well, I couldn't get down on the ground because of my back issues. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I can't do this. At least there was an option since he was there. Right, yeah. exactly. So mm-hmm. I just felt like a big fucking idiot because I did it twice in like a week yay i mean whatever listen i do a lot of
0: things that hurt me frequently like Mm -hmm. (laughs) for some reason while i'm at work i keep running my hands into things like i just can't control my limbs and i'll run my hand in the door frame or into my the door of my locker or whatever and i'm like constantly beating up my hands and it's like i know better
1: you like, know where I your hands are. I know how are. to control yeah. my
0: limbs, but I don't, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah. I know my hands are a little weak, so I should be extra careful with that box of pills, but nope. I'm just going to drop it on the floor. I mean, whatever.
0: It's fine. You know, it's fine. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. It could be picked up, you know. I know. I just am really
1: paranoid <laughs> when it comes to Killian and pills. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I think he's like, I mean, he's with it enough, like, I shouldn't say with it enough, but he's old enough now to like know better you know yeah. and so like even if he were to be like oh what is this or whatever like mm-hmm. you can just be like stay away from it like don't get into it and he wouldn't be like trying to do it just because yeah you know, recently
1: he he's wants- been showing a big interest in medicine huh. like probably because I have to take it so freaking often but yeah. he's always like can I smell it can I touch it it's like, And I'm just no. like no <laughs> yeah yeah so that's kind of a bummer some of my medicine is, like, gummies, too. Like, I have, like, a vitamin gummy. You know oh, what he's I mean? like, why are you eating candy all the time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's the whole yeah. thing. We're trying to we're trying to work on it, so. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for listening <laughs> to our podcast. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Butts, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again.
0: Thank you.